Hi guys, this is your favorite Bronze Age Spider-Man podcast. Here comes the Spider-Cast. As usual, I am your co-host Mike L and I am joined by... Joshua Mervell and today we're going to be looking at a couple of comics with some uh, Spider-Man special guest appearances. Uh, we're going to start off with two issues of Captain America, uh, number 265 and 266, and then we're going to move on to Defenders 107. That's right, that's right. And we have two very special guests this week. First, we have returning guests from the comic book syndicate, G.I. Jolie. G.I. Jolie, say hi. Hi. <laughs> that was very anticlimactic, yeah. G.I. Jolie. Well, I don't know. I, I get the same introduction all the time. It's just like, oh, okay. I mean, okay, what should I say instead? We'll, we'll edit in like a, an applause soundtrack. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and for the first time ever on, um, on Here Comes the Spider Cast, we have a special guest from our comic book graphic novel club in Windsor here. Say hello, special guest, and introduce yourself, please. Hi, my name's Alicia LeBay, and uh, I know Mike through comic book club and nerdy book club and all kinds of really fun nerdy things. That's right, and because uh, most of us are, well, all of us in the world here are in quarantine, we're all looking for things to do, and so <laughs> I'm trying to pack my schedule to have at least two podcasts per day, so I'm doing good so far, but anyway. Okay, so yeah, here on Here Comes the Spider-Cast, we usually do uh, chronological appearances of Spider-Man in his regular monthly books. However, this episode um, is another special one where we're going to cover some of the guest appearances we might have missed. And I apologize in advance for the low quality of these comics because I didn't realize how bad they were going to be oh. until I read them yesterday. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is I actually read one page of Defenders, then I messaged Alicia to apologize. <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, thank God. Because I, I thought I was the only one. And it, it was funny because she, so she hadn't even read Defenders yet. She'd only read the first, oh, the Captain no. Americas. And I thought those were actually the good ones. So, oh, God. So thankfully, we're going to start out with Captain America. Uh, Josh, do you want to tell us what this first issue of Captain America is about? I guess so. Um, <laughs> if you can. Can you even? Uh, yeah, we... We we start off the issue where Spider-Man sees Captain America get zapped to like a another like location. He's kidnapped. Um, so him and uh, Nick Fury, Spider-Man and Nick Fury, team up to go try to find Captain America. And uh, it turns out that Captain America was kidnapped by the Sultan. And his evil plan is to launch this rocket into the sky to destroy Washington D.C. I believe it was. Uh, and then we find out. Spoiler alert. I guess if you really want to read this issue but it turns out it was all a decoy and the missile doesn't have any explosive it, explosives in it he really wanted to lift up an entire island and that's what's going to explode but they're also all on the island that's flying away so i don't know i i'm not quite sure pretty much it's corny evil like scientist plan like that's that's it's so stereotypical superhero story and like evil plan and it's kind of not in the fun way like it's it's not even like corny in a good way it's just boring and and you have to drudge through so much junk right Ugh. you know i uh i don't have much to say about this i'll just say that i agree josh this is boring cliched and i've always wondered how this run was on captain america by uh by a uh, 
sorry, Mike Zeck, because I'm a big fan of his art. But I, I don't know if you noticed, but the stories by David Anthony Kraft, who did some of the comics we covered in Quasar Chronology, and I was not impressed with his writing there, right. and I'm definitely not impressed with here. Uh, but um, I want to start off with our, our special guest, Alicia. Alicia, what was your impression of this comic, just going in completely blind? Oh, God. It, it made me think of... Um a small child playing with his action figures because stuff was just coming out of left field. Mm -hmm. Things weren't making sense con continuity-wise. Like, spoiler alert, Captain America uh, jacks a drone's jetpack and, oh, it's not strong enough for, for me and Spider-Man, but somehow we make it back onto the island. But but then there's another jetpack that it, we could have had two jetpacks, but Mm -hmm. We only can use this one, even though there's jetpacks all around us. <laughs> like it, it just, it made no sense. It made no sense that it was just bad, just bad. <laughs> what about you, GI Jolie? What was your impression of this comic? Oh God. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> I. Oh, it was so painful <laughs> to read. <laughs> one. I, oh, I read it in bed on a tiny mobile device. I was like, why is there so much dialogue? Yes. The dialogue yeah. is painful. The art is art. The story is non-existent. It was just so stupid. And I regretted every second of it. You know, I actually want to cut in for a minute, and I'll tell you why. Because Mike Zeck... His interior art is never as good as his cover art, but I, I swear to Jesus, he is the best cover artist of the 1980s. You probably, if you saw his art from Secret Wars number one or G.I. Joe, you probably have recognized it because it's used for like merchandising and posters. So he's definitely one of the best. Yet, like I said, his interiors are not as good, but I still think this interior art was pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, I'll start with you, Josh. What did you think of the art? I actually, uh quite liked it um i especially like the the layout of a lot of the things uh a yeah. lot of the pages uh mm -hmm. some of the panels were really kind of like nicely shaped and had like you know different angles um uh one that kind of stuck out to me there's this uh shot where captain america's laying on the ground and sultan is like up on this platform in the distance yeah i'm looking at that it, one right now so, yeah, yeah I, I really like how the panel itself is like on an angle almost like it's a dutch tilt and then the ground right. is dutch tilted the uh, opposite way a little bit so like you can really tell that captain america is really like discombobulated he was just zapped through this phone book or uh, phone right. book, phone booth so like he's kind of out of it and doesn't really know what's going on so i, I really love the 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 layout of that panel it's just small things like that i think that really worked in this issue um it it's a bummer that that the story and the dialogue didn't lend itself to that because mm -hmm. things just are happening. So I don't think that the art is enough to save it for me. I, I, I like I, I did enjoy a lot of it, but it just uh, I don't know. Uh, Alicia, what did you think of this art? I this is one of my big complaints about a lot of the comics I've read. I, mean, I shouldn't say a lot, that's a pretty generalized statement. But one of my biggest complaints about this one specifically is the faces were so small and scrunched up that everyone looked the same. Like, you, you didn't mm. get depth from emotion, you didn't get... If it weren't for the costumes, everyone would look the same. Like, that. that's one of my biggest complaints. Another one is backgrounds. 
um, a couple of the scenes that it, maybe the scenes I'm complaining about specifically maybe because it's fight scenes they kind of whitewash the background or wash the background in just one color so that it doesn't take away from the fight scene but that that's another one of my complaints I feel like the backgrounds were a little a little lacking I, I would have liked to have seen some a little more depth a little more richness um, but the, the art was okay like it, 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 there were some good moments like Josh was saying but the, if overall it was it, it left something to be desired definitely okay G.I. Julie um, what do you think Oh, go ahead, Josh. You gonna say uh, something? Yeah, I was actually just gonna add on to that. I, I talk a lot on on this uh, this show about how uh, mostly with John Romita Jr. Uh, how he's really great at setting up a scene, and he shows you in yeah. like extreme detail the set and where everything is happening, and then afterwards the panel backgrounds are normally like a blank color because the background is no longer important. Mm -hmm. It's focusing on the story and what's being told in the action, but here we do get some of that but i don't think that like everything is well established before they jump to those flat backgrounds so it Agreed. it doesn't work because because we still don't really know what's going on it's it's like it's hiding what's happening in the action rather than um like omitting it completely because it's not important right like it's mm -hmm. it just feels like um they didn't it wasn't completely planned out from the start so it was just yep uh, orange background, green background, whatever it was. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I agree with you. And Jolie, what did you think of the art? Honestly, you can just skip me. I have nothing to say about this art. It's just so one note. <laughs> I see because I, I find. Uh, oh, go ahead. I I I don't know. Like I don't know what else can be said about it. I guess is like a better contribution to the conversation. Like. I'm not particular. There's nothing that is like revolutionary. It's not particularly mm -hmm. like astounding. It's just art. It's just comic book art. Mm -hmm. You really notice when things are um, kind of out of whack. Like there's one mm -hmm. panel where it's um, Nick Fury and he's like kicking a robot and his leg is so mm -hmm. elongated that there's no way that that is like the the foreshortening is incorrect and so is right. the anatomy in that case like <laughs> the whole it's all wrong mm -hmm. um and it yeah that's it <laughs> it's just like the whole issue is just like uh an uh, an exercise in fight scenes and it's boring Another See, really great awkward moment is when uh, Captain America catches Spider-Man and he's flying off with him and his <laughs> arms are extended yeah. in the most awkward pose I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like the artist was drawing it off of an action figure whose arms couldn't bend properly enough to, mm -hmm. to display what he was trying to do. <laughs> See, the funny thing is I, I always found Mike Zach, one of the things he's a master at is, is like perspective and foreshortening, but... I did notice, like I said, probably because this is an interior, that there were times when, like, out of nowhere, a person's head would be, like, two sizes too small, or their <laughs> leg is two sizes too long, or... It's such a weird thing, like, if you are in a rush, what a weird thing to be rushing. Like, oh, I didn't notice that the head was, you know, yeah. the size of a tennis ball, you know? It just... Yeah. Right. It's so out of place. And yeah, it's weird. Normally but... in art, like, the head is, like, enlarged a little bit like uh, maybe right. maybe a little bit disproportionate to show the emotion because that's what everybody's focusing on so it is it is strange that there's a lot of times where spider-man's head is like tiny 
and mm-hmm. especially especially with somebody like him that you know you really have to be careful with uh how you emote when you draw him because he's just like two big triangles on his head that's really kind of all you get yeah. so um i think well, that that also might be why too sometimes this just feels like a big fight because we don't even really get much of an emotion of what's happening with the characters we see them right. we see their mm-hmm. we see them like throwing punches but we don't really see or like without reading the dialogue at least like what they're feeling yeah well, if that wasn't enough, we have another issue of Captain America by the same writer and same artist to talk about. So, uh, G.I. Jolie, would you like to summarize this one really quickly? Um, sure. I just need to open it to remind myself that it wasn't just fighting and robots. Oh, no, wait. It is just no, fighting I think, yep, and robots. Yep. They're just flying through the air for 22 pages. Yep. Uh, so the, I guess the island takes off. Um, they're just, they, they are literally just flying through the air, being chased by robots wearing jetpacks. And mm-hmm. uh, there isn't really like a satisfying conclusion that I can recall or remember. I don't honestly remember what happens because I had lost interest like while mm-hmm. I was reading, I had to like stop myself and go, you don't even remember what you just read. You don't remember what you just <laughs> read. Go back and read it again. Um, mm-hmm. So we have somehow a shirtless Nick Fury. Um, has he been shirtless this whole time? I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think he, he has been. He has a, he has a, uh, some sort of like tool on his person in his right wrist. It's called the re- reverse cocoon or something like that. And it, all of his clothes burst off of himself <laughs> and, wrap, <laughs> and wrap around a robot that's holding him. Oh, uh, that is a the most very convenient. Thing. Yeah, I think that was the last issue uh, yeah. that that, oh. that happened. Okay, so, so he's yeah. he's uh, he's opted not to burst, and uh, he's in the control room in the mountain, um, in the rocket. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh no, wait. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. in the he's in the missile, which is a, you know, um, what do they call that? Uh, the the not what is meant to be exploded. Okay, so what uh, what happens here? Oh, nothing. I honestly <laughs> I don't remember how this uh, ends. Yeah. It, well, yeah, yeah. Go I, ahead, Josh. It's, it's not really even really clear. They they, they punch Sultan <laughs> out and they stop the they stop the the island from uh from exploding they jump (laughs) off of the island and they're on the ground the robots show up for like one more final confrontation and uh they defeat them like nothing nothing even really remarkable happens for them to defeat them they just i think nick fury shows up and shoots the last one that's about to kill captain america and that's it they they walk off into the sunset what, what happens is is they they attack um oh shoot what's his name and uh, they kill him. His consciousness is flying off. Nick Fury shoots the consciousness. Then when he dies, all right. the robots just stop Phantom Menace style. That's... And Nick Fury is like, I stopped the island and the missile and I saved everything off screen. Yep. And it's like, mm-hmm. what? what? That's something a nine-year-old would do. What? Yes. I know. And they lived happily ever and, after. And, you know, I also got to point out, um, for those that don't know, a lot of times in these days, 
uh, writers and artists worked in what was called the Marvel style, where the writer and artist would come up with a plot, then the artist would draw it, then the writer would go back and add the dialogue later. And there's an example on page, digital page 20 at the bottom left where they've just landed after crashing on the ground with his jetpack. And Spider-Man is brushing the dust off of his arm and Captain America is putting the jetpack down. And this is the dialogue. Cap, next time we go, go out together, remind me to bring a parachute. Why are you taking off that jetpack? Jetpack, Cap? You need it to fly to a place with a phone so you can warn Washington. And the Cap's like, I would, but it's out of fuel. What the hell is that dialogue? Like, it's just over-explaining too much and just <laughs> but that asking was, the wrong thing. Ugh. That was both of these issues, though. That mm-hmm. was right. all of the dialogue, and it was so bloody exhausting. Like, that's mm-hmm. why I checked out on the second page. And it, mm-hmm. I just can't believe, like, I, it infuriates me that this is what they were publishing. Like, this is it. Yeah. This is what they expected yeah, just- children people to read it's not well, you know, it's funny it's funny because they were reading it because these were selling pretty well this series oh this series i mean was one of their mm, probably yeah. top sellers at the time god it's fucking terrible That's absolutely crazy. yeah but you know what else um, i hate about this too is the the first splash page that we get it describes everything that happened last issue and it catches the reader up to what's going on yes and then and then, like, a few pages later, we have another full page recap of what happened yeah, last issue. Yeah, garbage. Why? The readers aren't stupid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like even kids that are reading, kids are not stupid. If you give them, like, if you catch them up at the beginning of the issue, you don't need to stop and explain everything throughout. And, like, re-explain. Like, they're not going to forget what they just read three pages ago. I would even argue you don't uh, need to catch them up. If you see them falling, you can sure. figure it out as you go along. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. That's the, the worst thing about all these 80s, 70s and 80s comics. And there's a lot of people that defend it, but there is no need to spoon feed it to the readers because the readers are smarter than this. Yeah. yeah. You were going to say, Jolie? Well, no. It's just, why would you... And this is, per, this is like, it's, it's almost as if it's highlighting its own fallacies here. They're recapping. They take a page to recap nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. like oh okay so you you recapped everything that happened in the last 12 12 22 pages in one page better mm-hmm. than when you actually wrote it into a book yeah. without dialogue yeah. so these are technically like you're almost arguing for the non-existence of the issue that happened previously and it's it's kind of terrifying like yeah. didn't don't they see that <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing too is, uh, so I want to talk about the characterization of Spider-Man because this is only the third time that we've uh, reviewed comics outside the regular run. But Josh, I want to start with you. What do you think about Spider-Man's characterization what here? What characters in the last two? What issues? characterization? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's just a dude that's swinging. Yeah, but, like there's there's nothing that make you're right. There's nothing about him that makes him Peter Parker. It could right? be anybody. Like he he doesn't even really save anybody using his powers like a whole lot. Like not mm-hmm. not at, at least at least not in a way that some some other hero couldn't do. Like he couldn't mm-hmm. even save Cap when he was like f- you know falling down like with his. With right, his webs right. And swing like, like Spider Man would easily be able to figure out a way out of that. Or why when, isn't oh, like, he when they're coming towards the tr- 
why isn't he swinging on the trees? Yeah, through the trees or grabbing onto the That's robots I mean. that have the jetpack. Why does Captain America need to hold right. him? Like it's just uh, I don't know. It it's not Spider Man. It's Spider Man in name and look only. Mm-hmm. Alicia, yeah, what did you think of Spidey? He reminded me of a Scooby Doo character, like the way his dialogue was written. Okay. I half expected him to say Jeepers at some point. Yeah, like yeah. just, oh my god, Cap, what what was that? Oh, let's explain mm-hmm. it again. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, GI Jolie, what did you think of Spidey? Uh, he didn't really need to be here at all. Mm-hmm. His presence was absolutely unnecessary. I question why he was even there in the beginning, um, mm. because it's Captain America of a story. Mm-hmm. Just like um, them shoehorning all the other, excuse me, all the other characters into these team ups. They just yeah. shoehorn, mm-hmm. uh, they shoehorn Spider Man into this book, and it's it's kind of not useful. It's not like a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent not useful. He could have done this on his own. He didn't need Spider Man at all. Yeah, it, so, I think it muddies yeah. up like the dialogue and like the action and everything that's going on too. Because like, okay, going back to what to the example that Mike had earlier about some of the dialogue being awful with Cap throwing mm-hmm. down the uh, the uh, the the jetpack. Uh, like, if if Spider Man wasn't there, you could have oh, just Josh. Oh, hello. I can hear you guys. Josh, there. Josh, are you there? We can't hear you. I can hear you. Oh, there you oh, are. Oh, okay. Yeah, I couldn't hear you for a oh, second. Weird. I, we could, couldn't hear I you. could hear you, guys. We lost fine. you at Throwdown. Okay, uh, when he when he threw down the the jetpack, uh, we could have just had Cap say like one little line about shoot shit out of out of fuel, and then that's it. Like that's all of the storytelling you need, right? We're, we have to have right, like, right. Golly gee, why don't you take your jetpack and fly <laughs> on on down to I Washington? Know. Well, oh, well sorry, son, I'm out of fuel. Looks like we're gonna have to. It's like ah, oh, come on. Like it's just bad. Yeah. It's bad. Anyone could write better. Yeah. Than this. You know what? Spider Man is in this story what most female characters are like in male protagonist films. That's a very Superfluous. good point. Like window dressing. Yeah, yeah. He's just there to advance. Uh, not not even advance plot. He's just there to accentuate Captain America mm-hmm. and Nick Fury. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it does feel like like in this issue and in the previous one, they're saying you like Spider Man, right? Well, here he is. You'll you'll love this then. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're a girl, right? You'll love this character. She's the girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it so, definitely feels like that. So we just read Captain America two sixty five and two sixty six mm-hmm. by David Anthony Kraft and Mike Zach. Um, do we recommend these comics? I'll, Alicia, I'll start with you. Do you recommend these comics? And will you read them again? No, no, no. Don't don't waste your time. <laughs> don't waste your money. Don't just don't. And for God's sake, if you're new to comics, do not start with these ones. Oh, no. No. G.I. Jolie, what about you? Do <laughs> I you would recommend these? I argue that you should never read these. These should be <laughs> forgotten in the annals of comic time. Oh, God. I'm uh, sorry. I'm just so annoyed by them. <laughs> I hear you. Joshua Mervell, what about you? Are you going to read these again? I will not read these again. Uh, no. <laughs> I, and I don't recommend anybody pick them up. They're not worth it i agree i the only thing i can recommend is flipping through them for the art because like i said i do like mike zek's art but the story is terrible 
Do not read these. Don't read any more comics. But unfortunately, I'm sorry, David Anthony Kraft, but these are not good. Yeah. I, I feel like you could. Um, I feel like you could skim through them and get yeah. get the same thing out of it as if you sat down for. You know, I'll tell you if yeah if I'm reading reading a comic and the story's bad but the art's good, I will just stop reading it and just look at the art mm-hmm. because usually in in Bronze Age comics the art is on average better than the story, so I think that's a okay. But anyway, okay, so guys, guess what? If that wasn't bad enough, we're not going to jump to an even worse comic. Mm. Defenders number 107 by our pal J.M. Demetrius from Marvel Team Up and artist Don Perlin, who I know most from uh, doing um, Bloodshot, of all things. Um, G.I. Jolie, would you like to tell us what happens in this? Oh, no, sorry. You already did the last one, so Josh. Wait, who? who? No, oh, sorry, Alicia. Alicia. It's Alicia's turn. Okay, Alicia, can you please tell us what happened in this comic? So, this comic was fluff and filler. Like, it, it just it starts with two characters dying, and it's so forgettable that I can't even tell you. I remember one was the Valkyrie, mm-hmm. but I can't even remember who the other one was that died. It, it, they didn't even show him. They didn't even show him. Uh, so Valkyrie died and then they held a funeral and Hellcat was really upset that two people had died and I feel like they were trying so hard to be profound with this and be like we're going to impart some wisdom and it's like no no stop stop like Hellcat was being unreasonable that is not uh, fuck. she was being an hysteric <laughs> woman yeah and, uh... yeah Nobody behaves that way. No. Nobody behaves that way. So anyway, so then Hellcat sees Valkyrie's ghost, and then that's where it ends. They hold a seance. Sorry, they hold a seance. <laughs> and I laughed my ass off when we saw that. Like, Hulk holding hands, and they're all sitting around in this circle having this seance, and I just couldn't believe this is happening. Um, and then that was it. That was it. Nothing happened. It was awful. There was lots of description where there shouldn't have been because right. show don't tell like it was just terrible the thing is is um <clears throat> jm Demetrius is the regular writer on marvel team up which, mm. which josh and i read every week and jolie's read a few now in a row uh jolie do you see the same problems here of just really overdone exposition and like what is your opinion on this story what do you think uh, it's the same garbage Story. that he's been pumping out for Marvel Team Up. It's like, <laughs> how many of these idiots, or sorry, how many of these beings can I stuff in a room? Um, how about all of them, including Son of Satan? I honestly want to know who Kyle is, though. I need to know who yeah. Kyle is. Like, who the fuck is Kyle, though? I like, think it was so funny without context that they're talking about Kyle. It's just such a normal <laughs> name. Well, and yeah, then the son of now. Satan shows up like, oh, man, Kyle died? No. Not yeah, Kyle. Right. <laughs> Not even, Kyle. Even Hellcat was like, oh my god, son of Satan, when did you get here? It's like, yeah. Girl, same. Like, what? What? Oh. Oh. And then they, like, not only do they shoehorn, they shoehorn everybody in, then they have a seance, and then they gather. Oh my god. In, and then they gather in upstate New York to shoehorn six more people in. Like, oh what? What are you doing? What are what uh, are you thinking? There is no you've lost the plot. <laughs> There's nothing happening. It's just it's nothing. 
But I also love how on page 18, original page 18, a son of Satan's like, Doctor, if that is indeed the Valkyrie's soul trying to communicate with us, there's only one thing to do. I know, Damon, we must attempt a seance. <laughs> like, it's just, come on. This is the Marvel Universe. You guys have uh. been to hell and back. You've, you've been to other dimensions. But why do you need to do a freaking like, like the subplot of like a, a bad 70s horror you know like i have a seance they get a ouija like, board out like, it's just so eyes, mundane i rolled my eyes so hard that they got stuck like i was just like what mm. what and not only do also, they have to have a seance but they need to have thor there because of the hammer and they need to have him join son of satan when they actually have a freaking sorcerer in the room mm-hmm. yeah right yeah, like, Doctor Strange is the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. J- Josh, you might know more about this than me. Is he the Sorcerer Supreme of Earth or the universe? Because I, isn't it the universe? Like, I, why do they need to do a freaking seance? I think so. Yeah, I think he's the Sorcerer Supreme in general. So I, I don't know. Oh, I, I, I guess at this time he is the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, yeah. he is. Okay. It's like he might as well have said... You, we need to do a card trick. You know, yeah, like yeah. something so mundane. Tarot deck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, cut, this, my horoscope. cut this deck twice and <laughs> pick out any numbers. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like, you have the son of Satan there. Like, he has <laughs> exclusive, like, exclusive channels to the oh. underworld that I'm sure the Sorcerer Supreme doesn't have. Like, <sighs> what the fuck are you doing? seance for people like like on digital page 13 when they're actually doing the seance my favorite part of this whole book is like daredevil just kind of like like screaming in shock in the background (laughs) (laughs) he's supposed to be able to see any of this shit like what i don't i don't understand i don't i don't know well, what about, I love the fact, I love that part when um, Son of Satan is like, wait, where's the part here? I got to find it. It's funny. When he goes, if there is indeed a prince of evil, there must also be a lord of love. Oh my God, no, <laughs> no. I had forgotten. So writing, writing, like, spinal tap lyrics here. This is ridiculous. Okay, um, I also want to point out, like, one of the one of the things about, you know, tragedy is if you have, like, too many tragic things in a row happen mm-hmm. it becomes comical and this mm-hmm. exactly is is exactly what happens we open up with the death of kyle who by the way was nighthawk that's another oh, superhero right. so he's oh. just died then one two three pages later four pages later valkyrie gets killed so they're already mourning someone and then she gets shot in the back it's <laughs> at this point it becomes comical right right and and, <laughs> and, and she then, just dies from some dude popping up out under underneath a rock or something and shooting, right, right. And shooting her with a literal gun like <laughs> i know it's not like it's yeah a magic gun it's just a freaking revolver it's ridiculous yeah. and then i love this shot of them all standing there looking down in shock Oh, how is she, guys? Is she? Oh no! Oh, and then Hellcat. No. <laughs> no! Oh, oh, oh. That that is garbage frame. Like, look at Valkyrie just face down, like Greg the Hammer Valentine. There's no drama <laughs> to this design. Like, it's fucking garbage. Yeah. And by the way, I want to take this opportunity to point out: this is some of the worst professional art I have ever seen. Um, mm. Alicia, what do you think of this art? 
Well, I, I'm going to rehash my complaint about the last one with just the faces are so small. So again, we're having this these descriptors like mm-hmm. like when Hellcat was screaming in despair. It's describing her. For God's sake, they're describing her screaming <sighs> in despair as it's happening. If you would have shown her face and drawn it properly, instead of describing the agony in her eyes, you would have gotten it on the page and... And that would have translated to the reader so much better. But instead, like you said, it just adds to the hilarity of it. Yeah. I don't know um, what's worse or what adds to the hilarity is that not only do they draw or render her agony, they describe it as narration. And then they mm-hmm. have her describe it as she's writing in her journal. Like, <laughs> yeah. is this a joke? This must be well, a joke. Dear they must diary. think that we're stupid. <laughs> dear diary, Here's another Kyle one. died today, and I'm sad. <laughs> Here's another one, and I didn't. I, I don't have the page number because I screenshotted it, but uh, um, we have Doctor Strange floating down some stairs, and there's these two blue rectangles, and it says, Doctor Strange slides down the stairs gracefully, his cloak of levitation spread, spreading wide behind him. His face is serene, almost otherworldly. The room itself seems to grow brighter for his presence. And it's like, you could have drawn See, that in mm-hmm. so many different ways. Like, it, the, the descriptions almost read like storyboards. Yeah. For the artist to, to give them ideas for what to draw. But instead, they crapped out, and so they had to include the storyboards in the story in order to get the point across. See, like, James Matias, it's like he knows how to write dialogue, and he does know how to write description, but he doesn't know the proper place to use it and to not use it, and how to use it, you yes. know? It's like he, it's a, like a good guitar player that doesn't know how to write a song. That's what he's like to me, you know? He needs an the, editor. The he pace. needs someone to slap his hand and say, no. The no. pace yes. is always off, too. Right, and, right. And I feel, yep. like, I feel like a lot of the premises he comes up with are interesting. Like having a, having a character die and, and going through the mourning process of superheroes is a mm. like fun idea and, and genuinely mm. be interesting. But it feels like he doesn't get past that stage where he he comes up with a really cool idea for a story and and he just kind of throws it together to be like okay well i guess i gotta make them mourn so she she cries and writes in her diary okay well if no if you were to have ripped off the cover of this issue and handed it to me i would have thought it was a marvel team-up yeah well yeah that because that's exactly how it feels it it really feels like none of the characters belong in this story like who whose story is this like hellcat maybe but she does yeah we don't really even follow her much like she's just mm-hmm. kind of there upset right it's just so strange it's it's not even really about valkyrie or or nighthawk it's just it's just all of these characters all mashed up together to kind of tell you that two of them died and now one of them's back as a ghost nothing there's no characters there's just props to move this weird narrative forward you know and i I do want to point out one thing though is that now that i'm looking at the defenders and captain america side by side the one thing i'll say is this comic is at the very least more enjoyable to make fun of because there's a (laughs) lot more going on like a lot more happening Whereas, like, the other one is just, like, a dumb action story. At least this is, like, a... It's, like, a 
bad B movie, but at least there's more to it. You know, it's like yeah. there's a lot of ideas. Like you know, they jump around from Asgard to here to there, so that's kind of cool. I, I like there are some good ideas in it, but it's just such a, a, a slog to get through. You know, right? Yeah. And like the art, the art is so bad that again, it kind of makes it more fun to talk about. I want to talk about one more page before we wrap up. Um, if you guys can go to Digital Eight or Original Page Seven, I'm not sure if you still have it on your phone, yep. Alicia. Oh. But um, <laughs> but um, but uh, there's a page. Is a page where Beast is talking to Hellcat and Gargoyle, and it's like there's an establishing shot that's a disaster where like the characters are not really separated from the background. Then there's a shot of Beast with all this so empty much. space on the right. And then you think <laughs> of all the places to stick the speech bubble, you'd put it there. But instead, they cover up half of his elbow and like his stomach. Why? <laughs> what is that big empty space for? Unless there was a bubble there that they erased. I just don't understand the thought behind leaving all that blank. Yeah. And then the next three panels, it's like it's really just the same angle, kind of just a little bit closer. It's just really poorly designed. I don't know. And there's a lot of that throughout this comic. Mm-hmm. I think this art, I mean, I've defended Don Perlin before, but I grew up with his art on Transformers and I thought it was terrible. And uh, I got to say, this reminds me why I didn't like him. Like, I think this art is really bad. But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to say that I do, I only recommend this comic if you want to read this ironically and and you want something to make fun of or to laugh at. But yeah. otherwise, but do I do not see my... No, don't do, do, it do, don't do, do it alone. Do it with a group of people. Yeah, do it with a group of people. Yeah. 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 But I would not recommend anyone read this. Um, Alicia, what do you think? No, you re- no, no. I No, don't do <laughs> no. it. Just don't. Don't do don't. it? <laughs> not even for fun? I mean, do it for fun. Definitely do it for fun. That, that's Like you said, it kind of enters that B-grade horror movie realm. Like... It, it turn make it into a drinking game, you know. Yeah. yeah. Every time there's a really long description, then take a shot. <laughs> Every You'll time die somebody of says alcohol Kyle. poisoning. <laughs> yeah. I think we're gonna have to start incorporating s- some of these uh, drinking game ideas into our podcast. That for could sure. be a really <laughs> good idea. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Uh, Gi Julie, are you gonna recommend this comic to anyone? Um, if you've got like 1.5 inch buttons to make, sure. Just uh, there's a lot of uh, great little <laughs> solo heads that you can punch out that work were really well in that that size template. So yeah, uh, go ahead, you know crafters. What? It's a crafter's delight. I want that seance as a giant button. Hey, <laughs> you know what? That would be great. <laughs> uh, Joshua Mervell, are you going to recommend this to anyone or read it again? I don't think so. And unless unless I've got some alcohol in front of me I don't think I'll be picking this one up again (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna give this could be the 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 worst episode like the worst collection of comics we've done because we've definitely had a few hit and miss but usually they're balanced out but all three of these are pretty bad yeah so there's really (laughs) this is the only episode where there's nothing to recommend I think right no uh yeah well guess what I got some good news because uh, in our next cross, like when we do our next Spidey crossover episode, we got another another issue of Defenders to review. Can you believe it? Oh God! Because this story continues. So oh, hopefully, hey, yeah, hey, somebody will be back for that. Yeah, I quit. <laughs> That's it. Josh is out. This All is right. going to be my last episode of Ghost of Spider uh, I'm going solo. All right. Yeah. It's funny because I, I thought doing guest appearances would spice things up, but 
We can definitely see. I mean, let's be clear. Um, I think earlier, all of Alicia, your friends mad. <laughs> yeah, and you guys were talking about how like um, the writers must have thought that this is what kids wanted. Well, clearly they're doing a much better job with Spider-Man because those are yeah. a lot better written and drawn. So there's a reason that Spider-Man was you know number one or number two at the time, and Cap was probably mid-range seller because this is and Defenders. Defenders was eventually canceled, so obviously it was not very good, right? So. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Whoa. So anyway, on that note, I would like to thank uh, G.I. Jolie and Alicia for joining us. I'm sorry the comics weren't better. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully, Alicia, we can have you back on again. G.I. Jolie, I'm sure you'll be back on again soon, right? Yeah, I don't um, have as long as it's on. not to read that defenders. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel. I can't I feel like get we behind might scare anyone. <laughs> I can't get behind anyone that doesn't keep more than seven books on a bookshelf. Okay. Page yeah. nine. <laughs> anyway, and uh, Josh, uh, hopefully you you haven't quit the show because we got more Spider-Man comics to review every week. And Josh, you can take it from here. All right. Uh, we want to keep having this conversation with you and uh, we want to know what you guys think about the issues that we're reading and then the podcast itself. So uh, check us over at Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Facebook, wherever you can find uh, podcasts. You'll find us there uh, at the comics, the comic book syndicate. We do also have a new Twitter account, correct, Mike? That's right. Uh, do oh, you, you want me to talk uh, about it? Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you have? Sorry, <laughs> yes. I actually don't have the uh, username in front of me right now. Yeah, no problem. It's uh, it's here comes the Spider Cast, but the short form is HCT Spider Cast with no hyphen. Cool. So check it out for now. That's a great way to communicate with us. Give us feedback. Give us requests. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of fun there. Yeah, we want to keep that conversation going. That's right. So again, thank you everyone for joining us. And next week we'll be back to our regularly scheduled uh, collection of monthly Spider-Man comics. So until Monday, this has been Here Comes the Spider-Cast. All right, see you then. Ah!